0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What is going on, Laker fans? Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Another edition of Lakers Talk here on this Monday night. Hopefully everybody's having a good start to your week. Of course, Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. Lakers got a couple games this week. The Phoenix Suns tomorrow. I'm actually really, really looking forward to that game. I think we'll find out if this three-game winning streak is real or if it's not. Uh, a couple games against the San Antonio Spurs on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Mike Bresnahan, who covers the Lakers, does a fantastic job for Spectrum Sportsnet. He'll join us in about a half hour. If you guys want to be a part of the show, you can always hit me with a tweet. Uh, hit me on Twitter, uh, at Alan Slewa. And uh, we got some good topics today. I want to kind of start off to tonight's show with this three-game winning streak for the Los Angeles Lakers. Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal um, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to kind of play this out both ways and you guys could make your own determination if you think this is a big deal or if you don't, um, first off, let me just say this. The Lakers started the season out two and 10. When you start the season out two and 10, anytime you grab a W, uh, you take it. You don't care how it looks. You don't care who it's against. You don't care what players are in the lineup or what players are out of the lineup, um, it's obviously critical for the Lakers right now. Get as many wins as you possibly can when you start the season out 2-10. and 10. So let, let me kind of pl- play this both ways for Laker fans that are out there. And, you know, last night I'm doing the postgame show, getting a chance to interact with Laker fans. This morning I did the Travis and Slewa show, getting a chance with inter- to interact with Laker fans. And I think most Laker fans are leaning one specific way on this question – and I'll tell you what, I, what I'm referring to there. Is it a big deal that Lakers won three games in a row? L- let me tell you, I'm going to make a case first um, why it is a big deal. And then I'm going to make a case why it's not a big deal. And I'll tell you where I'm leaning in this uh, in this conversation. So first off, why it's a big deal that the Lakers won three games in a row. It's a big deal because you started out the season two and ten. You're losing against good teams, you're losing against bad teams, you're losing in close games, you're losing in blowouts. It doesn't really matter, you're losing. And um you know, whether you get lucky against the Pelicans team and you find a way to win the game or you're getting blown out against other teams, it really kind of it, it kind of hasn't even mattered for the Lakers. They're on the wrong end of all these games and right out the gate because that's the situation for the Lakers. to win three games in a row, nothing is guaranteed for a team. That's eight games below 500, um, 12 games into the season. So the fact that you found a way to beat the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant obviously a part of that team, the Pistons, who I understand the Pistons are not a good team, and the San Antonio Spurs, I understand that's not a good team as as well, but you're also, based on your record, you're not a good team. So right out the gate, to win three games in a row and you're the position of the Lakers, if you were the Phoenix Suns or the Denver Nuggets or the Milwaukee Bucks, winning three in a row is not a big deal. But if you're the Lakers and you start off the season the way you did, getting three in a row does matter, and it gives uh, you know a new head coach like Darvin Hamm an opportunity to try to build some momentum. It gives players who have not been playing well, gives them some kind of momentum. So for that reason is why I would say it's a big deal. Now, let me play it the other way, why it's not a big deal. And this is where I'm leaning towards. I just want to remind Laker fans, um, these last three games, I think you got to look at the details because there are some details in there. Lakers beat the Brooklyn Nets. Nick Claxton left that game early. Kyrie Irving didn't play. Seth Curry didn't play. Ben Simmons didn't play. The Brooklyn Nets played the Lakers on a Sunday, a little bit over a week ago. Saturday, they had to play the Clippers, so it was a second of a back-to-back, all right? And the Brooklyn Nets, let's not pretend like they're the Milwaukee Bucks or one of these elite teams in the East. They got a lot of figuring out to do. Um, Maybe they get to uh, an elite team by the time the season's done, but they're not there today. So just remember how they beat the Brooklyn Nets and some of the factors that went into it. Okay, let's take the game on Friday night against the Pistons. The Pistons do not have that many good players. They don't. They had the worst record in the NBA. At least they had it on Friday night. I'm assuming that they still have the worst record in the NBA. Um, but two of their key players, two of their starters, who if you take what Kate Cunningham and take what Isaiah Stewart, combine what they do, their averages on a night-to-night-out basis, that's about 35 points and 17 rebounds a game. They did not play against the Lakers on Friday night. The Pistons are already not a good team. That's the second win for the Los Angeles Lakers. And then the third win that we got last night against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Spurs are not a good team either. They've lost nine of their last 10 games. After that loss yesterday, they now now they now have lost 10 of their last 11 games. Uh, Jakob Purtle didn't play. It's kind of an important player for them. And the theme here is that in each one of these games somebody's missing they're all playing back-to-backs that they they all played the Clippers the night before and these teams are not really all that good take the three-game winning streak enjoy the three-game winning streak because we know that has not happened often for the Lakers here over the last couple of years take it and enjoy it but do I think it's a big deal that the Lakers beat the Nets the Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs based on all those circumstances that I mentioned I'm happy they beat them but I do not think it's a big deal I think if you want to start churning some heads, you're going to have opportunities to do it. So Lakers are sitting at 5-10 and 10 right now. It's not like you know the schedule is not going to allow for the Lakers to prove to teams out there or prove to fans out there that, hey, no, 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 we are a much better team. The Lakers are playing better basketball, and they are going to eventually hover around the 500 mark and, and kind of build from there. Um I think that that case can be made, but I don't think it can be made over these last three wins against those three opponents. Lakers got a good game coming up tomorrow. They really do. Like In a weird way, for somebody that's been covering the team now for you know a few years, um, it's been a second since I'm looking at the schedule and saying, hey, that's kind of a good one tomorrow because I don't know against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow in Phoenix – If the Lakers are going to ride this wave of this three-game winning streak and walk into Phoenix tomorrow and have a good game against a good Phoenix team, or it would fall more along the lines as it has in the past as far as what the Lakers have been doing against, um, you know, really just kind of look at last season and the way the Lakers started off this season. So I'm excited about that game tomorrow because I think it's going to help tell a little bit of a story um, there, there's, By the way, there's a couple different reasons why tomorrow is an exciting game if you're a Laker fan. Can you beat a good team on the road? That's number one. Some real players over there with the Phoenix Suns. If the Phoenix Suns got to the NBA Finals, which I will say before the season started, I thought the Suns would take a step back this year. They have not done that so far. I think they're 10-6, and six, something like that. But 10-6 and six got you. The, that's the second-best record in the West, and a lot of teams – about 10-6. and I want to say Utah is leading the Western Conference right now at 12-6. and Um, But I I point that out because they're a good team. They got real players. Devin Booker is a real player. They got the right role players that are around. Now, I don't think Chris Paul and Cam Johnson will play tomorrow, but they got enough depth and enough players. I mean, hell, there was a game last week. They didn't have Chris Paul. They didn't have uh, Cam Payne or they didn't have Cam Johnson. And they still put up 130 plus against the Golden State Warriors, so they got the depth. They got a lot of good players. DeAndre Aiden will be there as well. So I'm fascinated by that game tomorrow because I think that game will tell us: Are the Lakers onto something, or are they not? Now, I think you know both things can be true, where they lose the game, but it's a close game, and AD has another one of those performances. I'm going to get to Anthony Davis in just a second. Um, that can happen as well. That can happen where the Lakers you know, lose by three or four points, but it's a dogfight the entire way. You could still feel good about that. Not that the Lakers are in a position right now where they want moral victories, but I think you could say, all right, they won three in a row, and then they went on the road against the Phoenix Suns. What would be the outlier? What would be the great thing? And I don't have an answer for on this perspective yet. The best thing that can obviously happen is – Lakers continue that three-game momentum, walk into the Phoenix Suns, walk into Phoenix, and go grab another win and have four in a row with two more left to play this week against the San Antonio Spurs, that would be amazing. And then you start getting some heads that start churning and saying, maybe the Lakers are onto something. Maybe what they're doing is uh, setting up for a much different rest of the season than the way they started out the year at 2-10. and ten. Quick shout-out here, Valvoline Instant Oil Change. I uh, greatly appreciate their partnership here on Lakers Talk. I, I say it all the time, don't procrastinate. Whether you need an oil change, tie rotation, transmission care, and more, pull up, drive in in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game winner coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Something else has happened here over these last three games for the Lakers. It's a very, very obvious one. Anthony Davis... Has been amazing. Not good. Um, not average. Not, oh, wow, that was a really nice second quarter. Or, or, oh, wow, he was really good on the defensive side. I just didn't get into a rhythm on the offensive end. No, no, no. Anthony Davis has put up some monster, monster numbers for the Lakers in these last few games, three games in a row. When we come back, I want to talk about AD. Um, Is this the Anthony Davis that we're going to start getting used to? Or is that game tomorrow another good example of AD against a good team with a good big man? What Anthony Davis was doing, was he just taking advantage of bad teams and teams that were missing some of their big men? Or is Anthony Davis, when he walks on the floor, the best player on the floor 95% of the time this year? Uh, We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
0: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur. Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Alright, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, Mike Bresnahan of Spectrum Sportsnet is going to join us here in about 15 minutes or so, so please make sure to stay around for that. Um, I was setting up Anthony Davis. So... Michael Funch is here uh sent me some stats here on Anthony Davis so I, I want to just kind of walk you through this because the Lakers have won three games in a row and I do not think that that it is a coincidence that Anthony Davis in his last three games 38 and 16, 37 and 18, 30 and 18 and has not shot worse than 60% from the field. He's leading the Lakers in points, rebounds, steals, and block shots over those three games. Again, I'm going to say this again. It is not a coincidence that Anthony Davis has had these type of games so far this year, and the Lakers have won three games in a row. Um, I, I always have a frustration with Anthony Davis, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys how I thought before the season started, and I've been pretty consistent on this one. I have tapered my expectations of Anthony Davis. I'm not expecting Anthony Davis to be the player that he was in that championship bubble. I'm not expecting that Anthony Davis is going to compete for the most valuable player this year. I'm not expecting Anthony Davis to be a top five player in the league. My expectations have been lowered because the last two years I was barking on this microphone, specifically in pre and post and Lakers talk and everything else, saying that he was going to be all of that. And for two straight years, I was I disappointed myself and, and it didn't happen. So I have, you know, I've said this before, faith is you believe something before you see it. The way I look at Anthony Davis now, now I have to see it to believe it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope what Anthony Davis has done these last three games is a better reflection of what we're going to see from Anthony Davis for the rest of this year. Now, I'm going to kind of stop here for a quick second. By the way, another stat here, stat muse. Anthony Davis has more 30 and 15 games this season than Embiid, Giannis, and LeBron combined. So obviously Anthony Davis is doing some special stuff right now. AD in 28 minutes last night, 30 and 18 um uh Funches was telling me that the last player to have 30 and 18 in under 30 minutes was Wilt um so it just kind of shows what a run these last three games have been for Anthony Davis I was telling Michael Thompson this in the pregame show I was you know getting ready you got our topics all set up and I'm like hey Michael Let's talk about Anthony Davis these last couple of games. And Michael stops me. He's like, Al, I don't, I don't want to hear you make a big deal about Anthony Davis having two good games in a row. Because, because Michael Thompson, trust me, there's nobody else that knows basketball and knows the NBA better than MT, is saying, I don't want to make a big deal about a player that should be doing this on a night-in, night-out basis. However, what I was trying to explain to Michael is you're not wrong, but he doesn't do it on a night and night basis. So I have to bring it up. And it is a big deal, Uh, you know, whether you like it or you don't. uh, Michael wants to see this that, hey, he does it. Give me a sample size of 10 games where he's this dominant, and then we could start kind of getting to the point where we become used to it. He's not wrong on that. Uh, But AD obviously has not done that, at least in these last couple of years. AD has been special these last few games, special. Those are monster stats that I mentioned right there. Those are huge stats. I mean, you go around the NBA and there aren't too many players that put up those type of numbers, period. And, you know, you might have get, what was it? I think I wanted to say last week, Embiid had just a stupid style. He like 59 and 11 and 8 and 7. It was something like that. Those are special, special nights. And only the best players in the world have nights like that. So I point that out because... Something's going to happen tomorrow as much as I sit here and I talk about Anthony or I talk about the Lakers with a three-game winning streak and let's see what it means when they go up against a uh, go up against a good team. Tomorrow's a perfect example to also see with Anthony Davis. Did you just have dominating games against three bad teams that didn't have any big men or can you do it against a good Phoenix Suns team number 1? And can you also do it against a Phoenix Suns team that has a good big man in Deandre Ayton? Now, he's not Embiid, he's not Giannis, he's not Jokic, but DeAndre Ayton is a good big man in the NBA, and if he has another one of those nights, if he has another one of these 30 and 15 and a few block shots and a few steals, and he's the best player on the floor with Devin Booker out there, he's the best player on the floor with Ayton and the depth that the Phoenix Suns have and Monty Williams being a really good coach in the NBA, um... I'm going to go back to this. That's when you start churning heads around the league. Because right now, people can look at the Lakers and say, okay, you won three in a row. Who'd you beat? Cool. Who was playing? Hey, AD, those are monster numbers. Awesome. Who'd you go up against in those games? And we can kind of have that conversation and make a case that at least for these three straight wins, there were some circumstances that played to the Lakers' advantage. Can Anthony Davis go get the Lakers a W? On the road against the Phoenix Suns, make it four in a row. I'm not telling you that he's not going to need help. Of course, he's going to need help. A little bit later in the show, I'll get into some of the role players for the Lakers and what some of those guys have been doing. Um, But of course, he's going to need help. You know, maybe LeBron goes, maybe he doesn't go. Um, Maybe you know, there's a lot of circumstances that fall into getting a a tough W on the road. But I, I, I pause. I hesitate, I wait a second when it comes to LeBron, or when it comes to AD and it comes to the Lakers right now, because I want to see it against a good team. Um, I I don't say this, you know, I don't want to say this too, I don't want to be dramatic on this one, but I'm actually really excited about tomorrow's game. I am. And, you know, right now for Lakers basketball, they have to give you a reason to be excited. And... When you win a few games in a row and you got a good matchup coming against a good team in the Western Conference, and it's going to be in uh, in Phoenix on the road, that gives you something to look forward to. You know, another thing that's interesting is the Lakers have been able to do this. They've won these three games without LeBron James. LBJ has not been in the lineup. By the way, I don't know if that helped. If if that's kind of helped Anthony Davis and it's helped some of these other players, when when you just have Anthony Davis. You are not depending on anybody else. And if you're Anthony Davis, you're also – you're not kind of sitting back and saying to yourself, oh, well, I got Bron, so Bron's going to be able to help me. No, no, no. This whole thing has been in Anthony Davis's hands. AD, hey, you got to go out there. We're going to keep looking for you. We're going to keep feeding you the ball. Don't worry. When you're down low, you're going to get a lot of the touches. Each time down the floor, we're going to look at Anthony Davis first before they do anything. I don't know how much that's helped Anthony Davis over the stretch. I don't know if that's kind of uh, – um maybe that's a little bit more of a mindset for AD to kind of say all right well everything's on my shoulders everything's on my back but that has kind of been the case so far for Anthony Davis over these first over these last 3 games and it's obviously worked to the Lakers benefit so let's see if they could ride this thing out and that's the hope you going you go up against the Phoenix Suns tomorrow and I'm going to go back to this uh, you know kind of reiterate it you don't turn heads in the NBA by beating the Pistons and the San Antonio Spurs, or a Brooklyn team that had three of their top five players that were out, or three of their top four players, whatever you want to put it. The way you turn heads around the NBA is you go beat good teams and you go beat them on the road, that your star player carries you on the road when everybody's against you and the Phoenix Suns are supposed to go out there and compete for the Western Conference. That's how you turn heads. So that's my hope. For tomorrow, Lakers and the Phoenix Suns, that's obviously my hope as the Lakers kind of continue to try to build on that three-game winning streak. That's my hope that Anthony Davis, with these stupid stats, these last few games, these last three games, my hope is that AD can obviously build off of that as well. That's the hope. Now, tomorrow will come. We'll do the pregame show at 5.30. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. And then we'll find out if the Lakers are really building on something and Anthony Davis can do it again uh, we'll wait for that tomorrow. Okay, Mike Bresnahan, like I mentioned, a Spectrum Sportsnet. He's coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent.
3: Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
1: All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. I want to welcome in uh, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, a good friend of mine as well, Mike Bresnahan, taking some time. Mike, thanks for doing this, bud. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. Still recovering a little bit from that draw in, uh, in uh, football. I know. i supposed to be calling it this time of year. Uh, we had whales, but, uh, you know, what, what can you do? What can you do? Well,
1: World Cup in November. I didn't know you and I would break down <laughs> – A Laker game, and then we'd also break down some uh, some World Cup as well. That's I guess what happens when it's uh, in the Middle East. You have to uh, put it in November. Um, Brez, I want to I want to start off. You know, I spent a lot of time so far on the show talking about the Lakers' three game winning streak, talking about Anthony Davis. Let let me let me ask you because I I think you know you have a very unique opinion. You watch so much Lakers (laughs) basketball, and we've obviously seen. Uh, the Lakers struggles these last couple of years and then the start of this season as well. They're on a three-game winning streak. Give me just how you look at it. They've won three games in a row. It was against the Brooklyn Nets, it was against the Pistons, and it was against the San Antonio Spurs. If you start looking at the details, obviously all three of those teams missing some players are playing on back-to-backs. But just your version of how you look at a three-game winning streak for the Lakers right now and now they're sitting at 5-10. and 10.
4: I would give you two words absolutely necessary and you don't want to be saying that you know it's past the midpoint of november when you're sitting at two and ten you got to take the wins any way you can and ad absolutely what was the the catalyst um just just knowing full well the last three opponents had undersized front courts no purdle last night no isaiah stewart for detroit and Brooklyn, you know Nick Claxton's young. Uh, he, he can block shots, but you know AD is not afraid of him. And AD did what he has done so many times in the past, especially in the championship year. He just dominated down low, and I love how he is no longer shooting mid-range. He's barely shooting threes. He's basically abandoned everything except for stuff in the paint. And I think that's his that's his that's his game. And all you have to do, Alan, is listen to what his teammates are saying. I talked to Westbrook the last two games afterwards, and especially last night. You know, he said, hey, it's big for us when he's aggressive. You know, it makes us a different team when he's like that in the paint. And Austin Reeves, you know, are sentiments. Man, he's been a monster. And Austin Reeves said, we we know what to do. Just give him the ball and get out of the way. So his teammates are also really appreciative of it. They're they're very uh, supportive of it. It's been a great week. Uh, It was a great week for Anthony Davis.
1: Braz, what do you... How many – I'm trying to think here. What do you have to see from Anthony Davis for you to say, hey, no, this is who he is right now. Right now he's going to put up these monster numbers. He's doing it against good teams, bad teams, good big men, bad bad." bet. I'm I'm trying to think here. What is it – I I don't want to make too much of what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do think tomorrow for me um, will tell a lot about is this three-game winning streak something – and is Anthony Davis dominating the way he has in these last three games? To what level is that something? Because it's the Suns, because it's DeAndre Ayton, because it's Devin Booker, because it's uh, it's a game on the road, because the Suns are 10-6 and six and they've kind of been there, done that, and really have had the Lakers number these yep. last couple of years as well. What What does it take for the AD piece of it for you to say, guys, I think we're going to get him – we're going to get that type of night more times than not – rather than 23-9, and nine, and you really didn't know if he impacted the game or not?
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, okay, so I kind of surprised Austin Reeves with this question last night a- afterwards. You know, not, not, certainly not my first question. He's been playing great, by the way, averaging almost 18 points over his last four games, hitting a ton of threes. And I said to him, are you aware of the road stats coming up? And he kind of looked at me blankly. And I said, nine of your next 11 and 16 of your next 22 mm. are away from home. And he was, like, stunned. He, he kind of, whoa, he, he kind of tilted his head back for, for a brief second. And then he recovered and said, well, you know, team bonding, a lot of good dinners together. We're going to get to really know each other. But I think we'll know a lot more about this team over the next six to eight weeks because 22, game, 22 games total, you know, that's, that's about six weeks at least, maybe seven weeks. And all those road games, 16 every next 22 away from crypto.com arena, Anthony Davis really has to be the guy. And even if you look just at at the upcoming schedule, you mentioned Phoenix. You got DeAndre in a couple days. You know, not long after that, you're going to have uh, Nurkic in in Portland. You're going to have Miles Turner. That's right. The much-discussed Miles Turner for Indiana. Uh, Early in December, you've got Giannis. You've got Embiid. You've got the Twin Towers in Cleveland. So can he stay at this pace over the next just two or three weeks against some really good big men? Because, like I said, I, I already... Uh, named the guys uh, or the teams he's been going against recently, not exactly all defensive types for for big men. So a lot of road games coming up, a lot of tough matchups for him. How is he looking? Let's call it mid-December, and and then then we can really start to say, okay, whatever was kind of plaguing him in the first couple weeks of the season has definitely gone away.
1: That's a great, actually, observation because the AD piece of it – you're gonna get these tests, like you mentioned, over the next couple of weeks. And by the way, that's exciting. You know, I, I I want to say I want to say you win three games in a row, and I'm I'm not I like the three win. Like you said, you gotta get them. I mean, you start the season out two and ten. However, you can get a win. You don't care how you yeah. win. You don't care who's playing for the other team. Just get wins. But tomorrow does make me feel a little bit like all right. I think we'll have a better idea. Of um, of who they are, and if you know if they lost by twenty tomorrow or fifteen, and Ad doesn't have that impactful of a night, then I think it's easy to just kind of go back to how we felt a week ago. Um, but if that's not the storyline, and that's not the case, then it obviously looks it gives you something to uh, to look forward to. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Austin Reeves a couple different times there, so him and you know him and Lonnie Walker have been. Just so great for the Lakers. Just a, a, a couple of pieces that um, I don't know what we were depending on that those two players were going to. I know Austin Reeves coming back after last year, but Lonnie Walker, uh, okay, what is he going to be for the Lakers? Is it going to be a, just a typical role player, eight, nine points a game? He's averaging close to 17 points a game. I think he's been one of their more consistent players all season long. What have you made of those two players specifically and how they've contributed?
4: Yeah, you know, Austin Reeves just picking up right where he left off last year, you know, with that triple-double against Denver late in the season. And, you know, I think he kind of went through what Kyle Kuzma went through a few years ago in that, you know, Kyle was a starter, things were looking good, and then all of a sudden he had to accept the bench roll. And Reeves had a really nice finish the last season, and then you got a new coaching staff, and you got Lonnie Walker, and you've got Kendrick Nunn coming back, who obviously has not been playing well, and, you know, uh, uh, Troy Brown Jr., a lot of two twos and threes, and Reeves kind of got pushed to the back for for the first two three weeks of the season, and now he's kind of like, all right, guys. You know, obviously Kendrick Nunn slumping, so that you you, get, you put him down towards the end of the, the bench. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. good player, uh, not quite the same position as Reeves, and, and a little more sporadic on offense. We have Reeves who's just been really consistent lately, and I think he's found a really good groove as. You know, part-time starter, who's pretty good as, like, the seventh man off the bench after Russ comes in. Um, as for Lonnie Walker, you know, I, I, I think we're kind of the same, you and me, Alan. We watch all 82 Lakers games, right? So, so we have a limited number of times where we can see other teams around the league. So I feel like Lonnie Walker the fourth is this year's Malik Monk. Hmm. I, I knew Malik Monk had some ability before the Lakers signed him last year. But it's not like I'm watching a ton of games, a ton of Charlotte games, right? Same thing for Lonnie Walker. You know, I saw him three or four times each year over the last few years when he would play for the Spurs. But we're not watching 35 Spurs games every year. Only Mike Trudell does that. He's crazy <laughs> enough to always have his iPad open That's right. watching other teams. Play. That's why he always wins our fantasy league, too. But, but Lonnie Walker IV has been such a pleasant surprise, much more explosive than I thought. A better defender than I thought. Better defender than Malik Monk, that's for sure. And he, he only signed a one-year deal. That's the only minus, but he bet on himself. and He's going to make some pretty good money, just like Malik did uh, this past offseason.
1: Mike Bresnahan, who's the Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. You can catch him for every game. Uh, he does a fantastic job. A lot of the times he's on there with big game James Worthy. Uh, obviously, Robert Ori and uh, Chris McGee and Allie Clifton. Uh, joining us now here on Lakers Talk. Um, Brez, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you go look at the NBA standings right now, and it's interesting, the Western Conference. I mean, heck, the Utah Jazz are the number one seed in the West. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, the Warriors are a game below 500. Um, uh The Pelicans are just two games over. You know, I'm just kind of naming off the – Minnesota's a 500 team. How do you think the Lakers – you talked about this stretch coming up, the 16 of 22 on the road, which is probably going to determine their season, right? By the time December is over, I think we're going to know whether there's there's a team out there that is going to compete in the playoffs and are going to be in the mix or that's not going to be the case for the Lakers. From what you've seen so far – How much do you feel like you know what this team is, and how much do you feel like there's just still so many unanswered questions?
4: I covered Phil Jackson for many, many years when I was writing for the LA Times. Uh, His second tour with the Lakers, I missed the uh, Kobe Shaq years. Um, And Phil always had kind of like a a corollary. Whenever anybody would uh, ask him about how good the team is in October or or early November, he'd say, I know what we'll have by Thanksgiving. He, you know, right around 20 games at that point, you have a pretty good idea of who you are. I'm not sure even Phil could figure out this team right now simply mm-hmm. because there's been so much starting and stopping. LeBron, he just missed his fourth game yesterday. Is he back tomorrow in Phoenix? We don't know. Um, adductor strains, which is basically like a, a groin strain, very hard to gauge. There's no sure timetable. It's not like a, a broken finger or, or anything like that. that has a hard, hard and fast timetable. So, you know, and can AD, which we already devoted a lot of this interview to, can he keep going at 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 what we've seen over the last week? There's just so much uh, up in the air about this team. You might have to go to Christmas. You might have to roll the the holiday back an entire month from Thanksgiving just to figure out exactly what this team is. And like you said, this next 22 games really will determine uh, who they are and how they're going to be, because we're going to be after the first of the year by the time that stretch ends.
1: Brez, I think you're right, and I, I'm with you. I, I kind of was saying to myself, hey, the first 20 games, we're going to know what the Lakers are. The Lakers are. There, there is enough, um, There is enough. I think, question marks still out there, and Thomas Bryant, obviously Dennis Schroeder just coming back, and I'm not telling you that that's the biggest additions, but they've already proven that they can help and be nice role players, so maybe we are going to need some more time. Uh, final one I got for you, Brez, and always appreciate you taking the time. Lakers-Suns tomorrow, if they're going to beat Phoenix, how are they going to do it? If they're going to go upset the Suns on the road and make it four in a row?
4: Yeah, We we harped a lot uh, on on the threes earlier in the season. That hasn't really been talked about much lately because AD has been so dominant. But I really think they've got to hit their shots tomorrow night. It's going to be a uh, fun crowd. I always liked going to games uh, in Phoenix it's a knowledgeable crowd. It's a thirsty crowd. They still have yet to win that first-ever NBA Finals. Uh, I, I think the outside shot is really going to be important tonight. Or, I'm sorry, tomorrow night. And will LeBron be back? I, I think that will really determine uh, who wins that game. There's still no uh, spread on it. I, I checked before uh, we started talking. So Vegas is waiting because they're not sure which way this thing is going to go either. Um, but I think the outside shot will, again, be part of our conversation tomorrow night in the, in the post-game show, for better or for worse. They're still pretty pretty deep in the league. Last time I checked, they were 30th. I haven't checked in a couple of days in three-point shooting. they got to be pretty accurate tomorrow night in Phoenix, that's for sure.
1: Prez, always appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, Alan, anytime, my friend. See you soon. All right, that's Mike Bye. Bresnahan, uh, covers the Lakers, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. Let's do this. I got a couple final thoughts coming up next. The Laker role players, how good they're playing, specifically Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves, and that schedule coming up for the Lakers, 16 and the next 22 on the road. We'll do all that coming up next. Lakers talk on 710 ESPN.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Shopify.com slash network.
1: All right, shout-out to Mike Bresnahan taking the time to uh, join us here. Always appreciate his time. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, you want to catch it, um, ESPN LA app. We've got a Lakers talk channel there, so all the Lakers content goes up there. So feel free to uh, um, listen to the uh, full hour of the show. So I've got a couple final thoughts here. Lakers taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Laker role players, you know, I, I don't think we're talking enough. And I get all the attention right now is going to Anthony Davis, and it should. Don't get me wrong. Um, Anthony Davis having the type of numbers that he had these last three games, it's incredible. 38-60 and 60, and 37-8 to 30-8. and 8, I mean, just stupid numbers shooting over 60% each one of these games. But something that I want to point out with the Lakers and some of their role players, if LeBron James isn't playing in these games and – Anthony Davis is who you're depending on on a night-in, night-out basis. Can't have one guy do it all, right? I mean, there are times I've seen LeBron and Anthony Davis dominate games. Lakers still lose because nobody else contributes. They got some real help right now. Now, I don't know how consistent it's going to be, but I'll tell you two of the players, and Brez and I were just talking about it, who have been consistent. Austin Reeves, he's been fantastic. He had 21 points yesterday, 7 of 11 from the field. Lakers have, and I think he's just under 10 points a game is what his average is, Lakers had seven guys scoring double figures yesterday. I actually asked that question to Coach Darvin Ham before yesterday's game. On Friday night against the Pistons, Lakers had six guys scoring double figures. And the question is just, look, when you have AD dominate the way he does, but then there's this balance spread amongst the rest of the team Just how much does that help, that defenses can't really focus on one player? I always compliment other teams with uh, their depth and how they have – I'm going to give as an example. The Utah Jazz, there's seven guys that score in double figures. The Clippers have a roster of 12 dudes that can contribute. Um, Go down the list. Golden State Warriors, whoever it is, the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers lack depth. Now these last couple of games you're starting to see, especially now Thomas Bryant is back. Dennis uh, Schroeder is back. Those players right out the gate look like they're contributing. Kendrick Nunn has had two games in a row where he scored in double figures. I I think the depth right now for the Lakers, at least in these last couple of games, has been huge. You guys know Lonnie Walker IV is averaging about 16 points a game. Lonnie Walker IV. If I'd have told you before the season started that Lonnie Walker IV was going to have these types of contributions, I I don't think anybody would have believed that, so... Shout-out to the Lakers, their bench. They had 45 points. They had 45 bench points a couple nights ago against the Pistons. Shout-out to all these guys that are contributing. And if you're going to go on any kind of winning streak, and let's just use tomorrow's game as an example, you're going to go beat the Phoenix Suns, you're not going to do it even if AD puts up 35-18. and If nobody else is, if you got one other guy in double figures or two other guys in double figures, two guys with 10 or 12 points, you're going to lose a game. So I think that portion for me is um, one of the things that's not being talked about enough is how great the Lakers have been depth-wise. Shout-out to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. You know, it takes only about 15 minutes to get your car serviced. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Thank you for their partnership on the show. Okay, one other thing I want to do here on the show as – Uh, We come to a close here. So Mike Bresnahan mentioned this. I'm going to go back to it here real quick. I thought by the time November ended, we're going to know what this Laker team is. I'd like to extend that. Um, And I'm with him on it. I I can't, to be honest with you, I can't tell you 100% what this team is right now. AD threw me by surprise to have these types of numbers these last three games. Uh, Braun has obviously missed a few games in a row now. So... That kind of has has churned things. Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder have come back, and uh, they look like they could be nice role players for the Lakers. You heard Bresnahan say it. 16 of the next 22 games for the Lakers are on the road. Nine of the next 11 games for the Lakers are on the road. And there are some real um, good competition that Lakers are going to get. So let me name off a couple of the games that the Lakers are going to have at Phoenix tomorrow, right? Indiana is actually one of the better teams right now in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. You got them coming up in a week. You got the Blazers who have one of the best records in the Western Conference. Okay, how about December? You're going to start out Milwaukee, Washington, Cleveland, Toronto, Philadelphia, all on the road. Joel Embiid you're going to face. Giannis Atentacumpo, you're going to face. Donovan Mitchell you're going to face. Um... Uh, who else? I'm just kind of go off of some of this list. Pascal Siakam, kind of go down the list of some of these players that are represented on those teams. You're definitely, definitely going to get some good competition. So by the time you get to January 1st, or call it January 2nd, because Lakers got a road game there, you're going to have played 16 of your 22 games on the road. And I think by that point, we will have a very, very good idea Of if the Los Angeles Lakers can hang in the Western Conference with some of these other teams, or if they're just not a team that's going to compete, and it's going to be two years in a row that they're not a part of that playoff conversation, and I really, really hope that that's not going to be the case. They're five and ten right now. Um, You know, if you really actually, I know we're not, we don't want to just stare at the standings right now. Timberwolves are eight and eight. They're in the tenth spot. Uh, what are you? Two and a half games behind that tenth that tenth spot. The Warriors aren't even in that uh, tenth spot at this point. So still a lot of basketball left to be played. But for the Lakers, they just got to worry about themselves. Um, go on some kind of streak, and tomorrow, and I think these next couple of weeks is going to give everybody a good indication of what uh, what kind of basketball the Lakers are playing, and if it is certainly a team that's heading in the right direction, or if they just got fortunate by playing three bad teams. Uh, okay. I'm back on uh, tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I got the pre and post starting at 5.30 tomorrow. We'll start the pregame show, myself and Michael Thompson. 7 o'clock will be tip-off against the Phoenix Suns. Quick shout-out here. Thank you to Michael Funches. Uh, thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mar Ruiz, everybody that listened to the show as well. Greatly appreciate it. I'm Alan Sliwa. This has been Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half
2: Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.